You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about. At the top of the hour this hour, acapella lineage. Over at the Acapella blog, Mike Chin has posted another installment in his 200 Reasons to Love Acapella series. In this one, he talks about how great it is when one group inspires another and cites multiple examples. In one example, he traces the lineage from DeVisi at the ICCA Finals in 2006 to BYU Noteworthy the next year, to the Florida State Acapellas and their finals, to Delilah on the sing-off. It's enough to get you thinking about the intertwining family tree that makes up acapella from middle school through the pros. Chin's piece is short but evocative over at acapellablog.com. Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Acapella. This is Acaville Radio's weekly radio show. I'm your host, John Lampus, and today I am joined by one of my old dear friends from college, a fantastic cello player, and has one of the coolest names I've ever heard in my life, Bronwyn Haggerty. <laughs> a pleasure to be here. Yeah, Bronwyn, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Bronwyn, can you just tell us a little bit about your musical career and then your uh, more recent involvement in the world of acapella? Yeah, uh, I've been playing cello for like 17 years and um, just figured it was something I really wanted to do when I joined a local symphony in high school, and then I joined my youth orchestra, and then I um, continued it at University of Puget Sound, uh, studying with David Ricciro, and it was clearly what I wanted to do, and uh, now I wanted to pursue it for my master's here at Carnegie Mellon. So I'm having a blast so far. (laughs) (laughs) And in terms of acapella... Uh, singing was something I've always enjoyed doing, but never, I, I either had too much stage fright or um, just was too nervous to sing in front of others until I got to college and took oral skills and, you know, we had to learn sight singing. And so I realized, hey, this is actually not, not, not that bad. So, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I kind of got more confidence and joined um, Curtain Call, the musical theater club on campus at University of Puget Sound, mm-hmm. and um, kind of just really found my place in that respect. And then so I realized now that I'm in a new place for my master's, it, I have new opportunities, and I'm only here for two years because it's a two-year program, so mm-hmm. uh, I figured... I might as well <laughs> take yeah. advantage of it while I can. So uh, I, I met some friends through SAI, the chapter I joined here, mm-hmm. and uh, they were involved in Counterpoint, which is the uh, one of the all-female acapella groups mm-hmm. here on campus. We actually have eight. Wow. So, <laughs> it's a, it's, uh, so I had a lot to choose from. So I ended up, they talked me into auditioning. I signed up the day before auditions. Uh, and my friends were like, just do it. And so I was like, all right, what do I have to lose? Yeah. Um, and so I auditioned for counterpoint, which was the one my friends were in. And then as I was leaving my counterpoint audition, all of the auditions were happening at the same time in like nearby 
classrooms. And so um, there was the table for the troublemakers, which is the one of the co-ed groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told them like, oh, I'm sorry. I wish I could have signed up, but you didn't have any open slots. And they're like, well, can you go right now? <laughs> so, I was like, okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So I I auditioned. I signed up for my audition time five minutes before that audition. But yeah, I got a call back for Counterpoint, um, and callbacks were a fun process. And yeah, that was the thing. It was. I just noticed it wasn't stressful at all. I was not nervous. It was just fun and. Mm-hmm. The the callback process for Counterpoint was run more like how a rehearsal would go. Uh-huh. Um, so we got a good feel for what we were getting ourselves into. Mm-hmm. And I think out of 65 people who auditioned, 12 of us were called back, mm-hmm. I think. And then uh, I think they took five. Very cool. Uh, five, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, I just I couldn't believe it because this was probably like my first musical accomplishment in singing mm-hmm. because you know like even with getting cast in curtain call you know everyone gets cast so mm-hmm. everyone has a place there so um, I felt like this was my first musical accomplishment as a vocalist and and I just thought that was super cool and I got really excited because you know I, I came thousands of miles to a brand new place that is very far away from home for me um being from the san francisco bay area moving to pittsburgh pennsylvania um and i I just i felt like it was a good way for me to kind of integrate myself into the campus community because i am the only grad student i think in any of the acapella groups oh wow um in fact, I had to check with them first before I even auditioned. I was like, will you take a grad student? Yeah. They're like, well, I don't see why not. So, um, and, and it's kind of nice because the girls in there told me that, you know, they kind of look up to me as a big sister Aww. and I, I just feel it, it's, they're very welcoming and we've had a retreat. It was just like a big slumber party, but we were also like doing a lot of, um, Aka bonding, like, um, we were like split off into groups and, came up with one of the top 20 like one yeah. of the songs that's hot right now um and came up with an acapella arrangement in 20 mm-hmm. minutes for just like the verse and the chorus and just off the top of our heads and then we performed them for each other and then we did some fun non-acapella stuff too like we were each assigned like an appetizer a dinner a, a dessert and like based on the ingredients that were at my friend's house we had to come up with something <laughs> did they um, taste I good think- <clears throat> It did. We made a pizza and that was pretty, we made our own tomato sauce. Okay. That's Um, pretty cool. And that was that. So the alto, the alto one section, which is what I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we, we were in charge of like the main piece of, (laughs) (laughs) of the dinner. Whereas I think Soprano twos made guacamole and they made it out of banana. And, uh, (laughs) apparently you actually couldn't tell it was avocado and hollow jalapenos and then a banana and like maybe something else but yeah uh, you know so it's a creative group (laughs) it sounds like it's a very creative group so that's super awesome and have you uh, done any performances yet or gigs or anything yeah we have had one performance uh it was for aka pittsburgh which is um yeah yeah it's it's where all eight of the groups performed just like three to four songs in our Mm -hmm. set 
And we were actually the hosts for it because oh, cool. um, a lot of us in Counterpoint are also an SAI, mm-hmm. uh, the Women's Music Fraternity. And it was a charity fundraiser. So the charity we chose this year was uh, for People to People, and that was a philanthropy of SAI. So oh, cool. we, we kind of had that connection. So we were the hosts for the event. So we kicked off the first half um with an arrangement that our fantastic beatboxer, uh, mm-hmm. Kristen Smith, came up with um, uh, as a mixture of uh, Don't, Lean On, and Maps. And oh, it, nice. And all together. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, nobody had a sound check. Oh, yeah. So, we were the guinea pigs. We were the test sound check. <laughs> and that was not fun that's uh that is not <laughs> uncommon in the acapella world so Bronwyn, that's yeah. so cool because this is um as you already stated this is your first time being in an acapella group and um, right. on this show i usually like i don't think i've ever had someone who's like this like is so new into the art and has, is like freshly plucked into the acapella world <laughs> i know that's a that's a weird verb i don't really like it um but I think it's I <laughs> edit think, it out later. Yep. <laughs> I think it's really cool that you're coming from when you have all these like things that at maybe Carnegie Mellon or any university you think like, oh, that's not like typical of an acapella, an acapella. You are one, a grad student two uh, primarily an instrumentalist. And three, this is your like first time being an acapella group. So for, before we even start talking yeah. about stuff, I just want to commend you on that because that's that's some pretty cool stuff right there. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so I guess I just like to hear some more about kind of what it's been like as and what your experience and what you feel and all that stuff about joining your first acapella group, having just this brand new completely unique experience in graduate school just tell us about that give us the feels and lay it on lay it on us <laughs> sure i mean at first i was hesitant to audition because i felt like well this is grad school i came here to focus on cello so i probably <laughs> shouldn't get involved with too many outside things but it makes a very good creative outlet that <laughs> is not cello and is not symphony or chamber music like it's something that I can do and still be musical and still exercise my brain in that respect without it being, um, you know, something that yeah, I that do. You're being like graded on, day. really harded on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, and yeah. I think, um, and they said this at Puget Sound a lot in our undergrad and I've heard it a lot. Basically for music majors, they tell you always do something that is like completely different from your instrument and your, and your studies and everything, find an activity completely separate from that. And I think it's really cool that that's, um, and for some people that's acapella if they're instrumentalists. Um, but I think it's really cool that that's kind of your outlet. It is still music and you're still getting to be like, Hey guys, I can sight read better than all y'all and whatnot. That's, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, (laughs) but I think it's really cool that, that experience you get is still related to your st- your studies in a way, but it's just kind of a way for you to just have fun and not really worry yeah. about like, oh, am I playing with the right technique right now? It's like, no, I'm just going to go have fun. Exactly. And I think, and so I took vocal tech at Puget Sound mm-hmm. just for the hell of it, uh, just because I wanted to explore that part of myself uh, more. And I found it extremely helpful because now I'm able to put that to use. And, yeah. Um, and same with, yeah, the sight singing, like, our rehearsals are just now go into your different sections and read through your part. And we actually don't have a piano in the room we rehearse in, which wow. makes it very hard. So we're using like keyboard 
apps on our phones. Um, and that's and an, is that an intentional choice to not have a piano in the room? No, I think it's just <laughs> the booking. We we rehearse in the university center, which is um, basically like the sub at Puget Sound. You know, yeah. it's it's where all the eateries are and like the study parts and printers yeah. and things. And so there, that's where the available rooms are. And not actually a lot of us in Counterpoint are not music majors. There's oh, wow. like three vocal majors, uh-huh. um, I think. And then I'm definitely the only instrumentalist mm-hmm. um, and uh, at least doing it as a major. Yeah. And then um, and then the rest are like being Carnegie Mellon. It's a ton of like like computer science or, yeah. or engineering or architecture, you know, things mm-hmm. um, totally not related to music. So yep. this this is an outlet for everybody. And it gives, you know, they come here every Tuesday and Sunday to rehearsal just being like, all right. No. <laughs> yeah. Put everything else aside. We're going to sing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what acapella is for a lot of people. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm forgetting the initial question, but um, it's totally fine. I think, <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, going back to what you said about how Puget Sound really encourages you to do something outside of what you're here for. And I think, the, and I definitely, that's one of the reasons I chose that school. And then it's one of the reasons I chose Carnegie Mellon as well, because I didn't want just strictly a conservatory yeah. where all it was is music. Otherwise you're going to go insane, especially when you have as many interests as I do. Uh-huh. So I see the Harry Potter poster in, in the back of your room. Yeah. Oh, there are at least like eight Harry Potter. Oh, posters. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I have being in a university setting, you meet, all different kinds of people like that. And mm-hmm. it's, and I think it makes you a much more well-rounded person yeah. with that kind of environment and atmosphere uh, where everybody comes together. You have one common thing, but you're all like strikingly different people. And I think that goes back to that point I made earlier about you're a grad student, you're a musician, and um, this is your first acapella group. That's again, an example, not just of acapella Carnegie Mellon, but acapella everywhere of the kind of eclectic nature that can come from groups like that. So um, jumping back to that point about um, kind of going, being in your first acapella group, I'm wondering uh, what was, what was your first rehearsal like? What was, what were your feelings Uh, going into it? And what was like any nervousness or apprehension or like, Going into it knowing, hey, I have um, this is my first kind of experience. And most people, I found, um, and I think as a broad generalization, their first acapella experience is usually their freshman year of high school. And we'll talk more about the whole grad school aspect later because I think that's also yeah. really interesting. But I guess I'm just wondering more about what was it like the first time you went into a counterpoint rehearsal as a freshly initiated acapellaite? <laughs> um, well, I the first rehearsal was more like a business rehearsal, but yeah. it was really. It was a business meeting, but it was really sweet because, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) they made us, uh, the current members got together before the, uh, new members so that they put together an arrangement of, I want to hold your hand. And then they sang it for us. And then they made us these signs that said, welcome to counterpoint. Did they hold your hand? No, but then they gave us big hugs and just like made us feel very welcome. And it just from the beginning, it seemed like a very um, accepting, open group. 
exactly yeah like the communal aspect was established right away and that like the like welcome to the family more like than hey you made it into this highly prestigious yeah. group you know yeah yeah <laughs> um looking at you o's no. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but um and then the first rehearsal, yeah, I would say I was a little nervous just because I didn't know what to expect. And I was thinking, yes, because I'm a grad student, I was like, you know, I'm I'm not much older, but in terms of, you know, you coming to college for the first time. I, yes. that Yeah, that's the difference. I have a degree. <laughs> I've been through all, you know, the four years already, yeah. whereas this is new. This is entirely new for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was just thinking, if I mess this up, it's going to be really embarrassing, <laughs> mainly because you know because I am a grad student and I am much older and I you know and I have you know many many years of musical training behind me that yeah you know if I come in and then am like completely tone deaf or like can't blend <laughs> or like you know I'm just totally off key then it's going to be super embarrassing. I'll be like, why did we let her in again? You know, <laughs> so so I feel like there's always that dread of, you know, you, you want to do well. Um, and, and, you know, and I still have that sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. where, where our music director, Amanda, you know, pauses when we're trying to do warm ups and she's like, all right, somebody's off. And then you, you, you instantly think it's yourself. Yeah. And... <laughs> that's, ha- that's true for every musical ensemble, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet, um, I bet when that happens or when there's just like something like, Hey, something's wrong like it being your first time in this kind of ensemble you're like oh crap it's probably me or something like Mm -hmm. that or it's it's that exactly it's which makes your experience just slightly different essentially from the others in a sense because i you know i think there's a sense of even if it is your first time in the group if you are a new member there's a sense of like being comfortable like okay i know like when i joined the choir here at um colorado state like i've done choir and i feel like confident that i know how to sing in tune Mm -hmm. and do these things Um, Because that's just, that's what I've been practicing. But I remember when I first joined my first like really elite group, my senior year of high school, um, and she'd be like, I think something's off. I'd be like, oh, it's probably me because I've never sung in that kind of group. I'd never been in that musical setting before. So I I can imagine that that's kind of a a unique kind of worry, but also just a a unique kind of aspect of your experience. But even though I know you don't sing out of tune, so I doubt it was you um, (laughs) or whatever, um, but I think that's just another interesting thing that kind of shapes your unique acapella experience. Uh huh. Yeah. I, yeah. What you just said. Yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> so what was, you know, okay. First rehearsal. What was your first performance like? Your first real acapella performance? Well, like I was saying earlier. The guinea um, pigs. The sound check. Yeah. We, the sound check situation was pretty terrible because we had eight groups performing that night so we didn't have time yeah but it was just going up there for the first time and being like all right this is it we're gonna do it and then just having like the mics you know hum and and then go out for a portion and then i have no idea what balance sounds like to the audience because it's all new and yeah um and and then that's the same for performing on any instrument really oh yeah um so i knew we went we went in totally prepared. So I wasn't worried about that. And I wasn't a featured soloist on that. So I was, you know, less nervous about, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just in the back, you know, on the sidelines here. So I'm totally comfortable. But it was just the sound check thing was not a, a very nice introduction. But That's then, fair. Yeah. But um, 
we actually, so we sang one song and then didn't complete the rest of our set until the end. Oh, interesting. So, uh, because we were kind of hosting the event. So we kind of like started it off and then ended it. Um, so we came back at the end, like two and a half hours later, because it was a really long concert. Like that I said, long. we have eight groups. <laughs> um, and then we sang an ABBA medley, which was oh, awesome. Cool. And we just had a lot of fun with that. And luckily the mics were working by then because it was the end of the concert. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, we had some sisters from SAI join us for, um, a, a more like strictly choral, like classical uh-huh. choral piece, uh, called sing me to heaven. Oh, yeah. yeah it, so I, I understand it's, it's, a it's a, a usual, per, usually a frequently performed work in the wor- uh, choral world. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very well so, said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, arranged for um, soprano alto. And yeah. And, and so we ended with that just kind of on a, because we liked the words and kind of how it applied to the charity, people to people, mm-hmm. what we were raising money for. And by the end of the day, I think we raised almost three thousand dollars it was like two thousand six hundred something that's really Um, cool good for you so it was an accomplishment for both acapella groups and sai so i was like doubly proud oh yeah (laughs) and i bet that's um kind of a unique because i i have my first and i loved my first acapella performance my first acapella like real acapella performance was singing in the cafe like at our you know at our undergrad uh i believe you were there I remember- oh, the doo wop and op. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah the and the op. I was there. You were there. Um, yeah, on the on there was doo wop and the op, and and it was a great experience, and I loved doing that. But I I bet there was something really nice about your kind of first acapella experience, benefiting something, having this kind of extra, not just musical satisfaction, but like uh, humanitarian aspect in a sense. It gives it just another layer of depth that I'm sure right. kind of just it it, it just it frankly just probably made it a little more important for you, and I think that's really exactly. cool. Yeah, and it was sold out. You know, it was a full house, and it was in the Rangos Ballroom, which is oh, cool. In the well, I mean, it's it's not like that fantastic of a ballroom. That's just but why it's, it's a called ballroom. on campus. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was it was like the what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. So we're gonna take a quick break here, and we're gonna be right back here on Tacapella. We're talking to the awesome Bronwyn Haggerty today, and we're gonna be right back. I fell in love next to you burning fires in this room it just fits light and smooth like my feet in my shoes little one Lie with me So your heart To my sleep Will stay quiet Underneath Shooting stars If it helps you sleep Hold me tight Don't let me breathe feeling like you won't believe there's a firefly loose tonight 
Better catch it for it burns this place down And I lie if I don't feel so right But the world looks better through your eyes Close your eyes Lean on me Face to mouth Lips to cheek Feeling numb In my feet You're the one To help me get to sleep It's only been one night of love Maybe that is not enough Hold me tight, don't let me breathe Feeling like you won't believe It's only been one night of love Maybe that is not enough There's a firefly loose tonight Better catch it for it burns this place down And I lie if I don't feel so right But the world looks better through your eyes There's a firefly loose tonight Better catch it for it burns this place down And I lie if I don't feel so right But the world looks better through your eyes There's a firefly Tonight, better catch it before it burns this place down. And I lie if I don't feel so right, but the world looks better through your eyes. There's a firefly loose tonight. Better catch it before it burns this place down. And I lie if I don't feel so right, but the world looks better through your eyes. Listening to community supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, your base for the lowdown on acapella. And welcome back to Tacapella. <laughs> so, Bronwyn, um, we've been talking a lot about your first kind of experiences at acapella and the really unique perspective you bring, and also the really unique experiences you've had. And I'd love to hear more. Uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, you are a cellist. You're a fantastic cellist. Um, as um, most people know, uh, who've met you, not just people in the world uh, <laughs> yet. Um, but I'd love to hear kind of your opinion on the contrast and the complementary nature and the just kind of what it's like going into an acapella group, being an instrumentalist, and also like maybe how you bring your instrumentalist um, like techniques or knowledge and how that benefits your acapella experience and maybe if if it is possible how your acapella experience affects your instrumental rehearsals sure sure um i think being an instrumentalist it's really good that i have a an external instrument to relate Mm -hmm. to be like because like as a vocalist you can't say like oh it's just a half step or a whole step you know it's like yeah you can kind of feel that if you have a good sense of Mm-hmm. Um, what those sound like, but when you have something physically in front of you or something tangible, yeah, um, it it definitely helps. So, um, uh, because I took two years of oral skills um, in my undergrad, um, it definitely helped in terms of relating mm-hmm. 
all right, these these are the intervals. What would it be like? What fingering would it be on the cello or like what? Yeah. How many keys away would it be on a piano? Um, so in that respect, it's, it's really helpful being an instrumentalist. And um, and I think it it also helps in terms of finding pitch mm-hmm. and, and um, adjusting pitch as well. Yeah. I always um, imagined. Uh, oh, sorry. Keep going. Oh, no, I was just going to say that adjusting pitch is is incredibly hard oh, yeah. uh, vocally. And and so I that's something I have definitely been struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, continue. <laughs> um, I, I imagine with an instrument like cello, especially where like, you know, you have a really tactile sense of like, you know, you're moving your fingers along the frets and stuff and the strings. Like, I mm-hmm. really imagine something like that where it's really tactile. Um, and you have a really yeah. like physical response, you have that kind of like ingrained into your like senses in a sense. You have not just like, okay, I can hear this and I can hum it, uh, which is just right. all I have, but you also have like, okay, physically when I do this, I get like this pitch sensation or there's just this, this kind of thing is internalized. And I got to imagine, right. you know, I always, um, I've also always heard from uh, my previous voice teachers and just kind of about that uh, playing cello is like, one of the best things you can do for like being a vocalist, I guess, just because of the nature of the instrument, the tactile sense of pitch, and also just the idea of like a flowing line. And that's getting more into vocal technique. But basically I think that's, I'm not surprised that that specific instrument and that specific set of expertise you have uh, really helps in your acapella experience. And when you're just, you know, drilling notes and getting into the music. Right. Yeah, I I would agree with all of that, except for the fact that you said cellos have frets. Did so. I? Oh, damn it. Is it not, <laughs> do they not have? What, what is it? They're, they don't have frets, but they, they don't have, have frets at all. But they, <laughs> yeah, okay. but they it's but it's if. The, yeah. OK, you got me. You got me. I really don't. I don't know. a ton. No, no, it's OK. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. There is a you know, there are hand positions and, you know, different, um, you know, note spacing on any instrument that um, you you can't really apply to voice. So it's all has to be totally internalized. Um, and to answer your question about um, how acapella then or singing influences my instrumental playing, it, yeah. there is definitely a correlation there, which is why mm-hmm. I was so glad I took vocal tech in undergrad too. Yeah. Um, because as we've been saying, it's really good to internalize that. Um, I think being we were talking earlier about being a well-rounded person, you know, socially, but I think it's also really good to be a well-rounded musician and know how other instruments work and, um, see how different instruments still use the same concepts. Yeah. Uh, And I've, I've taken up violin within this past year too, because earlier in the year I was a music teacher for a junior high. And, um, so I was able to take up violin pretty quickly just because, the techniques are the same and mm-hmm. uh, as, as a cello, you know, you just kind of transfer it from sitting in front of you to sticking it under your chin, you yeah. know, to the side. And I think, um, if, if the same can be, can be said for singing in relation to cello, but like, how would I play this smoothly on a cello? Well, mm-hmm. can I relate to breathing? You know, breathing has a lot to do with string playing, which a lot of people don't realize. Uh, I and didn't realize that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if you, it's like, if you're an athlete, if if you run a mile and without breathing properly, you're going to tire yourself out and you can harm yourself, but Mm -hmm. you're going to do so much better if you 
breathe properly in the right places and and then mm-hmm. you, it'll improves your circulation and um yeah overall it's it's you know being a musician is more of an athletic thing than <laughs> a lot of people realize yeah um but yeah there's there's a correlation between any instrument and singing and i think being able to sing your music even if it's instrumental music helps you memorize it helps you um, make sure you really know your part and yeah. just on top of things and it can help you with phrasing like if i were to sing this line rather than play it where would i put the breath mark you know yeah. things like that and and that's something that my cello teachers have had me do in the past or like mm-hmm. why why are you playing it this way would you sing it that way and it's oh. and it's um and then you're just then you just feel so stupid because you're like, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't sing it with all these accents on it, you know. So, mm. um, it's 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 a a direct correlation, I would yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also curious, what is what are the rehearsal dynamics like in the difference between an acapella group and an instrumental group? Just like the feel of rehearsal, what's what's that like? Um, well, because this is like more of a fun club. Uh-huh. Um, rehearsals can tend to be a little unfocused at times because we're all, you know, really bubbly people and we're all, we all (laughs) enjoy seeing each other, but we only see each other like twice a week um, because we're all in different departments. So um, (laughs) sometimes Mm. our our, uh, vocal directors have to kind of lay down the law and just be (laughs) like, all right, guys, shut up, let's warm up, you know, kind of thing. And, (laughs) um, (laughs) but, but, you know, we need that. (laughs) We, and and nobody like, every group does. Yeah, nobody is salty about it. You know? So uh, we all really respect our, our music directors and um, and and, you know, she'll she'll let us know. Mm. She's, she's very real and upfront about like, all right, this is out of tune. This isn't sounding good. And but mm-hmm. without it being negative. Yeah. And we've actually we actually have our student body president in Counterpoint as well. Oh, cool. So she's really good and she's an RA as well. So she's really good about um, seeing these things and being like, there's a lot of negative uh, space going around here. And I think we just need to take a step back and, and just like take a deep breath. And Mm -hmm. because, you know, being negative isn't going to help anyone. It's just going to make this rehearsal unproductive. So I think that's a really valuable thing to have in our group as well, that we all respect each other's, work life dynamic yeah as as our uh student body president once said when somebody proposed a 7 a.m photo shoot (laughs) we're like no (laughs) so god i i I don't even want to think about that that just makes me ill well it didn't happen so don't worry good i'm really (laughs) glad to hear that so what does that compare like to an instrumental rehearsal what's what's the dynamic like comparatively well, the rehearsal, it, not the 7 a.m. photo shoot. Right, right. <laughs> well, the rehearsals for, I mean, specifically here at Carnegie Mellon, um, the rehearsals, at least for orchestra, the Philharmonic here is is almost like it's it's very intense. And we have a conductor who is who will take no crap from nobody. Uh-huh. So, um you know, I feel like those rehearsals were always on our toes. We're always on edge. We're always like, oh, crap, if I make a wrong note, he's going to stop because he's going to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and not every orchestra is like that, definitely. Like, yeah. I've played in many orchestras. 
with all different types of dynamics. It really depends on who's standing on the podium mm-hmm. and how they'll react to people being unprepared or, yeah. You know. Um, so like for instance, in counterpoint, if you show up unprepared, we're going to laugh about it. We might not appreciate it in the long run. Just be like, all right, learn your stuff because yeah. it's, it's not helping the group. But, but we don't have that, you know, intimidation, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. And, and like instrumental rehearsals, like for chamber music are a little different because you're in a smaller group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you have a smaller group, it's going to feel more intimate or it's going to oh, feel yeah. personal. Uh, when you're in a large group, um, sometimes you can feel like a little lost or like it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter how you yeah. play because you know, I mean, that's not true. You know, <laughs> I could go on and no, on about I, I playing in an orchestra is great, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's what I want to do with my career, but uh, <laughs> ultimately, mm-hmm. but um, I'd say like acapella is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to, yep. you know, you're supposed to show that you're having fun. And if a group doesn't have that, it's not going to be a successful group. Yeah. And, and it'll show in performance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we actually went over that um, when we were we came up with very minimal choreography for our ABBA medley. Uh And we were saying before we went on stage, we're like, all right, guys, everybody has to like you can't half ass it. Everybody has to do it. Otherwise, we're going to look really stupid. Um, (laughs) It's true. It's true. So so and then and it's you know, it's not going to be effectively pulled off. Uh, you know, it's not going to come across to the audience if some of us are super into it and some of it are like super self-conscious and like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to sway my hips a little bit and snap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I think that can apply just, just that metaphor and that approach applies not just to choreography, but to, you know, acapella as a whole, if you're not, if you are not actually getting enjoyment out of it, or if you're not putting, uh, you know, your whole effort into it and not just effort, but also like enthusiasm into it it's going to show and it's just not gonna it's it's going to come across in rehearsal it's going to come across in performance so i think it's cool that um your group is like you know there's a focus on effort and there's a focus on uh how are we going to do this and how are we going to do it well that just that uh that half-ass comment that reminds me of i think the beginning of pitch perfect where they're about mm-hmm. to like go out on stage and they're like this is my last chance you guys better nail this or whatever yeah so it's just something like obviously i don't think you guys had anyone puke on stage like in uh pitch perfect i no, think. thankfully <laughs> <laughs> thankfully that didn't happen uh yet uh, but i think i do think hmm. that is really cool and um what do you what would you say like in comparing these two in comparing instrumental with uh you know strict instrumental rehearsals with casual acapella what would you say they both like do for you in a sense both as a musician and as like a person i know that's kind of a big question but i think there's something to be said for that um well being in acapella it shows me that at least this group specifically it shows me that i can still be like a serious musician but still have a lot of fun or like Mm mm-hmm it's not that I don't have to work hard because, you know, we all have to work on our parts individually. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, working hard does not equal like negativity. Yeah. Uh, And that's what I'm learning. Like, this is fun. I want to learn my part. I want to make sure I get all these pitches right. Yeah. And, and and it's, um, 
I don't know, my first rehearsal going in, I was thinking like, what did I get myself into? You know, like, what if I just can't hold pitch or what if we all, you know, go flat and it's Uh just a huge disaster. You know, it's like, it's like none of that has really happened yet. You know, we all have to give ourselves credit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think just knowing that we can still be a successful group without having to like overwork ourselves, you know? Yeah. That makes Um, a lot of sense. And I think that's a really valuable thing to realize and come to know as a musician. Cause then, um, if you feel like you're working too hard, maybe it's just not the right thing for you at that moment. And I Mm -hmm. I mean that like in terms of like learning a concerto or like a chamber piece, like if you're struggling and something is keeping you from being successful on it. Um, so, and just, and, and that's something personal that you have to, you know, um, discover for yourself. But acapella has definitely helped me realize, come, come to that realization. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a really good point. I really um, think people don't really realize how much, because we had an episode on, uh, you know, the crossover between choir groups and acapella groups. And I think mm-hmm. there is a lot to be said for, because each like kind of inst- ensemble, whether it is instrumental, vocal or whatever, um, I think both can learn a lot from each other in terms of dynamics or how they approach, or maybe how they're planning a rehearsal or just exposing you know, I think conductors and I think acapella group leaders should all like sit in on as many kinds of rehearsals as they can to learn different approaches and different ways of doing things. And I think right. that will, um, I think as a whole, that can kind of not just bond, but also just give you more tools in your arsenal and different ways of looking at different musical issues and approaches. Right. Sweet. We're going to take one more little break and we're going to be right back here on Tacapella. Out without your suitcase and a raincoat. And 
You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. And we are back here on Tacapella. I'm with my good buddy Bronwyn Haggerty talking about her experiences in Carnegie Mellon's all-soprano alto group Counterpoint. And Bronwyn, we've talked a lot today about uh, being an instrumentalist, crossing over into that group, into an acapella group, and being a grad student in an acapella group, and being a like brand new acapellaite essentially. And I guess I'd just love to hear just a little bit more as we wrap up this hour about Counterpoint and what you enjoy about the group and your overall experience and just any kind of um, advice that you would give to people who are maybe not in the, who are also kind of not like your quote unquote typical. Uh, acapella singers and what advice you might have for them if if they do want to become acapella singers right well i think uh starting at the beginning of that yeah, multi-bulleted question. question yeah, yeah. um counterpoint is i think been on uh the carnegie mellon campus for about seven years mm-hmm. so it's relatively new but yeah. uh, all of the groups here are amazing we have so we have counterpoint which is, yes, like you said, all treble, alto. Um, we also have, uh, oh, shoot, their name is escaping me. It's really embarrassing. But we also <laughs> have an um, a, a female, because uh, we have a huge Indian population here at oh, Carnegie cool. Mellon. So we have an all-female uh, Indian acapella group. That's really as cool. Well, as well as an all-male all male Indian group. Um, cool. And then, yeah, we have the originals who are kind of like... I, I, I wouldn't say rivals, you know, because we all are <laughs> totally in support of one another. Um, um, so they're the all male group. And then um, there's also the sound bites, which is co-ed Ooh, and the troublemakers, like which is co-ed. Um, and then C sharp, which I love this because Carnegie Mellon is a huge, like one of the best computer science programs uh. in the world. So C sharp, is an acapella group that was started by computer science majors. And that's why it's CS, C-sharp, computer science. It. That's really um, cool. And, and now you don't have to be a computer science major. But um, <laughs> it, I just I, I just loved that. Like, there are so many eclectic groups. And I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm forgetting one more. Was that eight? I was not counting. <laughs> Two, three, four, six, seven, eight. I think... They, oh, oh, and then make a joyful noise, and I, I believe they're a Christian oh, cool. acapella group. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think there's a wide dynamic of acapella on this campus, and it is a big school. It's it's about three times as big as Puget Sound was, but mm-hmm. it's not like as big as schools get. So I think yeah. it's great that they give many people uh, many opportunities to be in acapella. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I've had many opportunities already just being a member for like two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been asked to, uh, sing with, uh, Tony award winner, uh, Billy Porter. Oh, cool. He came, he, uh, won the award for kinky boots a couple years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so he's a Carnegie Mellon alum. Very and so cool. he came back to do a rally for uh, Hillary Clinton, and mm-hmm. he wanted to sing fight song with the acapella groups, and we oh, all got yeah, together. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately could not be a part of that 
um, I went to the rehearsal for it, but then I realized, oh crap, I have a test right in the middle of that Ooh. performance. Ooh. So I had to drop out of that, unfortunately. But still, it, point is, <laughs> we, there are a lot of opportunities for acape- acapella um, people on campus. And, yeah. and, and this school really treats it or like recognizes our presence yeah uh, as a campus part um, of campus culture yeah exactly and yeah and and they give us funding so we have cool jackets and <laughs> that's what matters got, dude jackets yeah, yeah the swag it's all about the swag i've gotten like <laughs> three t-shirts already <laughs> three t-shirts and only paid for one of them three t-shirts in two months i have two t-shirts from two and a half years in my group <laughs> okay so um yeah so i, I it's cool it, yeah it makes you feel like you belong definitely yeah. um so what role would you you know you've talked about all these and i love i absolutely love it when i can talk to an acapella member about like the acapella culture on their entire campus not just with one group i'm curious what role and how would you characterize Counterpoint in the greater acapella context of the Carnegie Mellon campus? Um, well, like I was saying, every group kind of has their thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think with Counterpoint, really the only thing is that we're all treble and alto. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, we don't... I wish I could say we perform every piece with like some form of really cool contrapuntal writing. Like, <laughs> I wish we could say like all of our mashups have extreme like Johann Sebastian Bach counterpoint snuck <laughs> in, but I, but that's really not the case. And I, I actually don't know how they came up with the name counterpoint, but I, it's cool because it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's musical, but it's not like in your face, like, like cutesy acapella. Like, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not a we pun, had, I guess. We had a whole episode on names and puns, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's also a really cool part to be a part of acapella, uh, acapella culture is coming up with the names. And I think that was actually on my audition application for really? one of the groups. I think it was for Troublemakers. They asked, uh, you know, like, what's your background, blah, blah, blah. And then they asked, were you in an acapella group before? If so, what was there? What did it have a cool name? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, acapella culture is fun, and you come up with all sorts of like like acaprom, you know, yeah, like acapella. Um, I mean, it's not like I don't know. I feel like the originals definitely have that cool kid vibe on campus, just mm-hmm. because they did come in second in the international oh, yeah. a- like collegiate acapella competition. Mm-hmm. So and they came in second next to um, a group. I forget their name, but they're from England. So oh, technically, yeah. Yeah, they're I the know. best in yeah. the country um, <laughs> right now. And I mean, yeah, you know, you can't you can't have that go unnoticed. No, you can't <laughs> um, on this campus. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would, like what would you say the feel is of Counterpoint compared to the other groups? Um, I I'd say that. It's not that we're not serious, but I feel like we're not like outright competitive. Like yeah. it's not our goal to be the best. Our goal is to just as cheesy as it sounds, like have fun and just mm-hmm. share our music. And and we are competing in ICA's um mm-hmm. ICCA um which international collegiate competition the for international acapella. championship of collegiate acapella. I got that entirely wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I believe 
a lot of uh, our groups compete in that every year. Yeah. Um, which is cool because um, I know at Puget Sound, our acapella groups were non-competitive yeah. uh, with the exception of Underground Sound. In, the, in our last uh, year, yeah. In their last year, yeah. So um, it kind of puts a, another aspect to acapella for me. Because yeah. before, I, I had auditioned for the acapella groups at Puget Sound. Technically auditioned for for mine, for Timberman. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't even consider me. Uh, we did more <laughs> than you think we did. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> but um, so so the the whole acapella vibe at Puget Sound was like, oh, they're really cool. Like sometimes they do outside performances, mm-hmm. uh, and that's great. And like they're just really good. Whereas here, it's like wow, everyone's really good, but they're also competing against each yeah. other. But they all support each other. So it's like, it's it's a different dynamic. Yeah. Um, and it's cool you get but, to be a part uh, of that. Yeah. And and part of me too was like, well, if I get into this group, then they're a competing ensemble. And I'm not sure if I, you know, yeah. could really help out with that or like be an asset to to the group. But, you know, you, we need to worry less about that. And yeah. just, you know. Have a good time for sure. Yeah. yeah. So to to wrap it all up, Bronwyn, do you have any like final words on what would you say, what would you say to like uh, anyone who's either a grad student or are primarily an instrumentalist or who's never done an acapella group before? Maybe they're in in their later years of college or something like that. What advice yeah. would you have for them as as uh, they kind of look at this possible new world and how what would basically what would you say to them? Um, well, I would say. As a grad student, um, I, you know, I would not trade in my undergrad experience for the world. I had a great time in undergrad and everything I did with it, I am incredibly proud of. And, Mm -hmm. but no, as a grad student, I'm kind of taking advantage of the opportunities that I did not take in undergrad. So it's kind of like a take two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, for me. So if, if the, idea of you know like oh i'm a grad student you know like i'm not gonna fit in with this you know that's not true you know Mm -hmm. it's there's a place for everyone in that respect and that um and um if if you're worried about feeling like an outsider that's that's it's really not the case um it is what you make it as is life and um I don't know. Being an instrumentalist coming to acapella, I actually do have a good friend here who's a violin major, master mm-hmm. student, um, who was in his acapella group, um, the Yellow Jackets at Eastman oh, School cool. of Music. Yeah. And so and he was incredibly good. And he you know, he had been doing it for years in his undergrad, so he didn't try out for any groups this year. Mm-hmm. But I can tell he misses it because, yeah. you know, if, if you're worried that it would suck up too much time from your graduate studies like yes we all know you're a grad student you're there for a specific reason like i'm here to focus on cello mm-hmm. um you know taking cello specific classes and that you you know didn't get an undergrad but mm-hmm. but there's still room and as a yeah. grad student you don't have as many outside requirements like yeah. you don't need like a math or science requirement so um so nice it's my favorite yeah, part so far <laughs> exactly but but, you know, if I, I feel like you need that balance in your life if you want to be sane. You know, you need you yeah. need something outside of music to just, like, keep you happy and not totally brain dead. 
Yeah. Um, Even so if it's still like a musical that, and it's just a different manifestation. It, exactly. It's a totally different creative outlet. Yeah. Um, so it, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's it's a way to bond with your peers. It's a way to. Um, it's very social. Yeah, it's a very social um, culture. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And oh. yeah, I I am so glad that's part of the reason I tried out because I was thinking uh, I'm in a new place. I know virtually no one, um, and so this is my way to put myself out there, get to know people outside of my program. Yeah. Um. And I think I've actually had some of my music friends comments on the amount of people I know for how short a time I've been here. Uh huh. Um, not, not, you know, not to brag or sound <laughs> like, you know, like, like I'm so social, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, and to me, it's nice to know that, that, yeah. you know, I'm going to be okay. I have a support system in many different areas. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just really thankful for that. Boom. I can think of no better way to wrap up this episode than with that heartwarming <laughs> message. Bronwyn, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome. I've always wanted to have you on it and now I got the chance. So that's super cool. Um, yeah. Great. Thanks so much for coming on. It's super fun to have you here. Thanks for asking me on here. Absolutely. So Bronwyn, if people wanted to look up Counterpoint or find out what you guys are all about, how could they do that? Um, you can just look us up on Counterpoint or on Facebook as Counterpoint. Um, I think it's like at CMU Counterpoint. Yeah. I think there are. Yeah. Make sure you put the CMU in front of it. Yeah. There's a um, lot of Counterpoints. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll see a lovely picture come up on our cover photo of us <laughs> all pointing in one direction except for one person pointing in the other direction and that uh, is the counterpoint that's that's <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> wow <laughs> awesome and then everyone if you want to get a hold of me you can tweet me at john lampus but if you want to get a hold of the station which is way more important please tweet us at Ockerville radio or find us on facebook at Ockerville radio or on instagram or any of those other fun social media outlets. Bonwin, thanks again so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Boom. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tacapella. And for everything Acapella, stay tuned. <laughs>